Welcome to this week's episode of Revenge of the Recap. I'm Austin. I'm Carla. Hey, I'm Josh. And we will continue our journey on The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, we are on episode 11, titled Sacrifice. Uh, overall, Carla, what were your thoughts? <sighs> I'm bitter. <laughs> bitter. I'm bitter. Yeah, I can I can see that. It took a weird turn on this one, so um, we'll definitely get to that. Josh, overall, your thoughts? Uh, I like this episode. Um, no bitterness from me. Um, I can only imagine what we're talking about with the bitterness at the uh comes at the end of the episode or near the end of the episode. But uh, yeah, something that's pretty messed up. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like uh. Not justified. And, not and, justified. E- e- ends justify means. Not justified. If the ends end up happening, they justify means. We'll get to all that here in a little bit. <laughs> Disregard everything he just said. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let them argue that out here in about 40 minutes. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll do, it'll be you know battle royale between these two, I guess. Ding, ding. Um <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I thought the episode was pretty solid. It wasn't as good as the last one, but no, it's no. going to be so hard to top that one. Yeah, last um, week's episode. It was episode such a good was, episode. Yeah, uh, last week's episode. I went, went back and watched it again and was just like, this is like, it's so good. It's just so good. Yeah, there's there's not a part in that episode where you're like, huh, I wonder what's going on on Facebook. You're just <laughs> literally the whole time going like entranced yeah. in, that, in that episode. Yeah. This episode, good. Had some really. Uh, there's some parts I really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, some parts I didn't necessarily enjoy, but uh, we'll get to all of those here in a minute. So let's just go ahead and start. So it starts out. Uh, June is standing in her room, uh, or sitting in her room, or uh, just posing with the gun, checking the <laughs> che- checking the uh, checking the magazine, making sure there's bullets in it, I guess. And then she starts into her uh, opening monologue, which was. Which everything she was saying in the opening monologue like was happening. So yeah. like when she's Footsteps, talking about door. Yeah. It starts with a van pulling up and you hear a van pulling up to the house. Yeah. And it, so I, I actually really enjoyed that monologue. Yeah, it's all built on the basis that she thinks that they're coming for them. Like the that the eyes are there and they're the ones coming up the steps, they're the ones coming in the van, everything's happening and uh she's just standing there gun at the door ready to blast <laughs> well and what i like when because eleanor's the one that opens the door and when eleanor comes in she's startled that she has a gun but not by the fact that she has a gun just the fact that the gun's pointed at her <laughs> Foresh- <laughs> foreshadowing much uh maybe <laughs> so uh eleanor tells her Basically, she needs to get downstairs and help out because there's some commanders here that are talking to Lawrence. What do they want? Tea. Coffee. Or tea and sandwiches. <laughs> tea and sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> so, so June goes down and helps and um, none, neither neither the, uh, the Marthas know what's going on, just that they're there and that they keep saying something about, you know, dropping bombs on them and you know that kind of stuff and so she didn't have a clue what's going on so june takes it upon herself to grab the tray and she's like fuck it i'll just go in the room and listen see figure out what's going on uh she goes in and uh commander lawrence has a good line he's like so is sienna busy Yeah, he knows that nosy he June is in there for a reason yeah. nosy fuck yeah. that's what carla said when we were watching and she's like you know that was his way of saying, so you're being a nosy fuck, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta know what everything is, don't you, June? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have that nose in everyone's business. So anyway, so she's listening around, and they don't really say exactly what happened. Um, of course, we know what they're talking about. They're talking about you know Serena and Fred getting captured up in Canada. And 
they're talking about it, just they're not mentioning names. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out what to do next. Should they start a war? Should, you know, because they're like, you know, it's open season now on Commanders. And I see why they're all upset by it. Because if, you know, they can capture a Commander, they can capture any Commander, you know? Yeah. But then again, they are war criminals. And they <laughs> all know they're war criminals, you know? Yes, they are, but not in their eyes, not in their land. I think they still know they're war criminals. I think they they, they are justified in their means. Their their faith, their belief in God and the righteous. But I think all of them know if they leave the country that they're war criminals elsewhere. Yeah, I think that's also why like Switzerland came in, like they didn't go out. Like we've only seen them go to Canada and like. Mexico came in, you know, stuff like that. I think it's very where they're like, we can't just necessarily just go travel. <laughs> yeah. They, they're not going to go hang out in Paris anymore. Yeah. So the commanders leave and uh, Commander Lawrence uh, starts having a conversation with June. You're off the hook. We're off the wall, I should say, for now. What happened? Lucky for you, they think Winslow's just missing. They got taken in a plot by those tricky Americans. Taken? Captured, snatched, like the Waterfords. We're now in custody in Toronto. They went rogue, expecting to get your baby back, but they were ambushed. They're... They're in prison? Facing trial as war criminals. I guess they didn't bring 52 kids with them. What is the deal with the plane? A week. Can't come soon enough. Yes, sir. Cheer up. Fred and Serena are toast, and you just got away with murder. All in all, not a bad morning. So, all in all, not a bad morning. Uh, yeah, he had a lot of good. There was a lot of exposition there. Yeah. <laughs> But I think my favorite line in the whole thing is when he was I like... I wish I could have his wit. Yeah, he's, he does he's very have, witty. I just like where he's like... Uh, oh, fuck. I don't think he says that. He doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just listened to it. I'm pretty sure all fuck was it. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> You guys are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Never had any Anyways, complaints about my li- fucks. The line I enjoy off of that was where he uh, was like, well, it looks like you're off the hook. Well, off the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of information in there. So we find out that, you know, uh, uh, they think that Commander Waterford has been snatched, captured, or what? what he, he uses they, a lot and of. And they don't suspect Serena either. Yeah. Um, then you know, like it's a joint thing that they were taken together. Not she turned him in. That they're being held in Toronto. Uh, that Fred and Serena are being held in Toronto as war criminals. Um, and uh, you know, <laughs> Commander Winslow's either missing or he got captured too. They just haven't found out yet. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's there's a lot of great information that's given in that short period of time. Uh and Jew like the 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 one that the line that got me was where he's like, "Well, you got away with murder." <laughs> like <laughs> The oh, Waterfords no, got captured. Morning. Yep. <laughs> I wish he had had an all fuck in there though. Aw, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So Commander Lawrence walks out, and June just kind of sits down with her hands in her hand or her head in her hands, uh, just crying joyful tears. Yeah, uh, it is very exciting to her that the Waterfords are war criminals arrested in Canada. 
Yeah. Um, um, it's very exciting for me. <laughs> yes, I was very happy myself, um, which we talked at length about last week. Yeah. So then it cuts to June. She's walking to Loaf and Fish, and she still doesn't have a walking partner, which I think is kind of weird because that's kind of the thing. Like, they always walked in pairs. Yeah, she didn't even have a, a Martha or not a, an aunt with her or anything this time. No, it was. She's just like, they're like, fuck it. She's cool. She can be on her own. <laughs> she's not going to plot. She's not going to plot anything. <laughs> not with those crazy eyes. <laughs> So yeah, so then they go into, she goes into Loaf and Fish, and I can't remember the, the handmaid's name that she talks to. I had it written down in my other notebook, and I don't know where that notebook is. I think it's like Alma or something, maybe. Um, But it's the one that, you know, the last couple episodes that she's been talking to at Loaf and Fish about, you know, this plan. Yeah. So she tells her it's a go, and, you know, they they come up with... A thing to where she's going to have her Martha reach out to the Martha where her kid is and hopefully get him as well out of there. Not just, you know, all the kids around her, but hopefully they can get her kid out. Yeah. So she walks away and June looks over and there's Rita. What? What's her name? Her name's Rita. And so I even went, I even, I even Rita's had it written. Back. I had it written down and I asked Carla, what's her name? Ah. Uh. It's Rita, and I said, "Yeah, that's right. I remembered this time." <laughs> I was very excited. Oh man! So June and Rita have a really nice moment where they're talking about Serena and Fred getting arrested in Canada. Which to me, I was pretty surprised by Rita's joy in that because her and Serena seem to bond quite a bit. I think she. She likes Serena, but I think that she's still happy that commanders of Gilead are starting to go down. Yeah. I I felt the same way. I felt like uh, a little bit of what you're saying too, Carla, uh, where I was just like, oh, well, every interaction we've seen with Serena and her has been pretty pleasant this season. Um, So her taking a little bit of joy in it. I mean, maybe she's more happy that Fred's captured. I get, I, and that's where what you said, Austin. You know, I, I'm I'm kind of torn in between the two. Yeah, I don't think she necessarily She's the best fake friend ever. <laughs> I don't think she necessarily wanted Serena captured, but but then June does. I mean, she's the one that made her the glove. Even <laughs> she did make her. Well, the glove. and she does say how she, you know, Serena was nice to her when she left, and June goes, "She's only nice when she's up to something." <laughs> you know, so she, I mean. Don't trust her, basically. Yeah. Um, I did feel I I felt nervous for Rita because she's like, you know, I want to be part of the plan. I want to help, and I'm like, I'm nervous for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now that you're volunteering, uh, something bad might happen. I know. I that's all I thought. I was like, oh, jeez. No, I'm, I'm I'm excited that they got to have their moment because you haven't seen a Serena and Rita moment in a long time, or a uh, June, June and Rita moment. Moment. Yeah, in a long they even time, so. even held hands, exchanged touches. You know, it was kind of awkward. It was. Touching you didn't like that, but sweet. Potatoes. But sweet. I thought it was sweet. I thought it was awkward. It made me uncomfortable. <laughs> made you uncomfortable. Because like. It well, because they were trying to be all secretive. I, so it was yeah, like in middle school when had, you're trying to hold hands and don't want no one to know. Right. Like, it was just very, like... Do you like me? <laughs> yes or no? Check yes or no. Like, it was just... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I sit there and I think, like, maybe they could have, like, hugged or something and the eyes wouldn't have done anything, but maybe they would have, and that's why they were so secretive. But it was just very awkward, like... Yeah. Gliding each other's hands across the potato. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, that scene ends, and it cuts to Serena entering Fred's jail cell. Did they hurt you? No. No, of course not. Tell them you've done nothing wrong. You played no part in any of it. Fred, don't say anything to them. Gotta make it to us. Listen, we don't have much time. Listen to me. 
Don't give them anything that they can use against you in the trial. Oh, get that far. Gilead will demand our release. Oh, but you must be smart. This could mean life in prison. Or, or it could mean extradition somewhere that they can. Look at me. I won't let anything happen to you. My daughter needs me. I pity the child that has you as her mother. I will pray for you, Fred. So that was a lot to take in. It's very intense. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've seen it twice, and listening back to it, it was even more intense. I don't know why, because I actually was paying attention to what each of them was saying. Yeah, like something that automatically caught me, um, even the first time I watched the show, was the when she's like, you know, don't don't say anything that's going to get you in trouble or that they can use against you. Um, and then you know he's very he's very adamant about you know Gilead will demand me to come, you know, demand me to be released. She's very worried about him and not worried about herself in everything that she's saying, and then. But there's the the part that stood out to me is when he she's like they could extradite you to somewhere, and it's like somewhere they could actually kill him because in Canada they don't have the death penalty. Exactly. So, like, even and then near the end of the clip, you know, we see Fred's true colors come out more than I think we've seen Fred's true colors towards Serena come out almost ever. You know. Yeah. When he says, "I I pity the." child that had you as their mother yeah that's yeah. harsh that's some You're harsh that's some harsh shit to say and even then she's still like i'm gonna pray for you yeah <laughs> see i viewed that as her being a dick to him i'll pray for you i felt she's sincere in it i just feel like there are two different like it's it's funny because she's a character that is doing everything she can to get back to a daughter that isn't her uh, isn't hers, and he's I, a character doing everything he can to keep a wife that he really doesn't seem to want. What does Serena expect in that because, moment? No, no, like with the child with Nicole, like. What is she uh, hoping for? Like, she's wanting to be a part of the child's life, but Luke and Myra are the ones that are raising her, so. I feel like she thinks she's she's going to get the kid. She's going to get Nicole. She's going to be able to live out her life in peace in Canada with Nicole. I think that she will. I don't think she has anything to worry about when it comes to the legal side of it. I don't think she's going to be. Because she brought the commander, she has a bargaining chip to get herself out of trouble. You know, yeah. Um, but what's her yeah, game? Yeah, but I don't. I the the she. I think she really thinks she's gonna get to be a part of Nicole's life, and Luke is not gonna be welcoming of her. Yeah, exactly. And like, well, and we'll talk about this scene in a little bit. But neither is Moira. I mean, neither yeah. is the state. You know, yeah, because they had the social worker in there. Yeah, and it's which again, we'll talk. We'll talk about all that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about we'll that get into that a little bit more. But yeah, the the just just uh, near the end of the like, like I said, for me, I was just like, oh, like Serena is really 
trying to protect Fred this in, during this whole interaction, even when he turns on her, he's still she's still kind of like you know trying to protect him in some way. I mean, I will say, I, I, Fred didn't choke her. He just kind I thought he would have choked her. <laughs> well, his hands were around her throat. Yeah, and she had to pull away from him, but he did. He didn't officially choke her. Yeah, just kind of you know let her know that he could. Yeah. But Fred's a pussy. <laughs> I mean, that's true, too. <laughs> so then that scene ends, which, like we said, it was super intense. Um, and it cuts to uh, June walking up on uh, Mrs. Lawrence. And she's kind of having a little meltdown in the hallway. And she's crying. And June makes her feel feel better. And Mrs. Lawrence says, June, you're always so good to me. Yeah. Which is another another rough line when you you know finish the episode. Um but she go she June volunteers to go in help her, you know, into the into the room. And when they go in the room, it's Commander Winslow's wife, Mrs. Putnam, and Commander Lawrence and they're 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 praying for the safe return of Commander Winslow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about y'all, but I feel like sitting here like wondering like so we've seen commanders now we've seen their wives there's two other commanders that are missing and here you have a beat up face like how come nobody's like questioning that like coincidence that your I face think is all bruised it has a lot to do with the fact she's a handsmaid yeah. and i don't think it's out of the, out of character for one of them to have a bruise in their face every now and then yeah i mean hell we got one running around with one eye and eye patch yeah so <laughs> I don't necessarily think that they question that. I would question it. Well, you're also a paranoid human being. <laughs> and you're also suspicious of everything we've learned I from this I am. Show. <laughs> There's so many red flags everywhere. So, I mean, I, I find it interesting that they all keep coming to Commander Lawrence right now. Yeah. Um, well, but even, even, the, even the commanders, when they came in, you know, they're like, we got to have that voice of reason and you know he's always been the voice of reason in the room yeah um and now i guess fred was the voice of reason i don't i, I don't necessarily see well, him as the voice of reason but them, like because they're gone now you need me yeah so well, we can reinstate your clearance uh the wife being well commander winlow's wife being there doesn't surprise me just because i'm like you know we've already had the seed planted of they were good friends before yeah. So the idea that she would come there, if she was coming up north where he was captured or su- supposedly captured, then he she would stay with or she would come to somebody that she knew, you know. Well, and then she also has a line in there where she says, you know, I, what about my kids? Because as a woman, they'll take I can't I can't raise the kids on my own. They'll take the kids away. Yeah. And it made me go, just realize these aren't their kids. They're literally the kids of Gilead. They can get traded and, you know, it's like baseball teams. Yep. And this is the time I looked at <laughs> Eleanor and I said, shut the fuck up, Eleanor. <laughs> yeah, because then Eleanor starts having, just, you know, her mental issues are really starting to get hazardous right now. Cause yes, she's no like, meds. Oh, we can take them with us. We can save them too. And oh, my God. That's bad because, you know, the people sitting in the room, they don't. Yeah, fucking Miss Putnam's looking at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? The only saving grace is everybody knows that Eleanor has a little bit of mental issues. Mikasa Sukasa. Yeah. This this was the first time in the episode I was like, shut the fuck up, Eleanor. (laughs) I'm like, you're going to ruin everything. (laughs) I did too. I was just like, God, this, this is... I thought Commander Lawrence recovered nicely. I he think did. June and him did a really good job of covering up, you know, everything with Eleanor in the scene. But I was definitely like, shut, shut, get, get. I was like, get her out of that room. She's gonna blow this. You're like, thanks a lot, June, for bringing her back in. Yeah, should have taken her upstairs. That was way harsh. So then it cuts to Luke and Mora. Uh, they're going through security, and. They're having all kinds of troubles going through security. She was a bonkers woman. 
Yeah, like everybody's been through security, and most people have been through security with a stroller. Josh hasn't. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but it's a pain in the ass. It's a huge pain in the ass. But you just do it. And she was crying like a baby about it the whole time. And I think it was because she was pissed that they were even there. Oh, well, that is the reason, but she was just... I, I don't care for her character anyways, so I, I don't know. I got nothing. She was just a dick for no reason. Yeah, she was a dick. So they get through security, and it cuts to Serena getting all dressed up. And... Uh, so, what? How do you pronounce his name? Is it Mister Tuello? Yes. Is that how we decided? Mister yeah, Sexy. Well, I found out his name's Mark. It was on closed okay. captioning. So we're gonna call him Mark from now on. Hey, it's Mark. Easier to pronounce. <laughs> What's up, Mark? So, uh, Mark comes in and lets her know that Nicole is there, and a social worker enters the room, and he in. You know, he says this. This here's, you know, the social worker. She's gonna stay in here with you. Uh, make sure everything goes all right. And he goes, "Here's Nicole." And here comes Moira bringing in Nicole. It's nice to meet you. I'm June's friend. Uh, thank you so much for bringing Nicole here. June's daughter. <laughs> So Moira will stay in the waiting room while you have your visit. I'm gonna be back. You can have a good visit. And I'm gonna pick you up and take you home in an hour. We all know the terms. <clears throat> Excuse me, I put I put some diapers and stuff in her bag and she gets cranky, just give her give her hermit. I'm sure that she will be fine with me. Who are you, really? Moira? No. Just because you got some new clothes doesn't make you any different. (laughs) You are still the same woman who held my friend down so your husband could rape her. That's uncalled for. Fuck you. You know, he raped me too. The whorehouse. Treated me like shit. Like I was worthless. Look, I am who I am, and I have sinned plenty, but you, you are the gender traitor. Nicole, be back soon. So I know Carla had said that she didn't really like Moira's character, but I loved the scene with her. I loved everything about this scene. Um, She... I liked it when she said "fuck you." <laughs> she, she, she laid it out there, yeah. and I always suspected that she had been raped by Commander Waterford. Um, and it's nice to to have that, you know, confirmed. But yeah, it was it was really good for Serena to hear that. Yeah, I think it's more inf- information that Serena, like, because I don't. I don't think she was naive to think that that uh, Fred wasn't going out there and doing stuff, but it's like out of sight, out of mind. If you don't hear about it, then it, it you can pretend like it never really happened, you know? Exactly. Um, but when you're actually confronted by it, you you can't just live in that bubble anymore. So her saying that, her her looking at at Serena and be like, "And who are you?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I just I, I loved viewed. it. I viewed a lot of that as just unnecessary. Like, you didn't have to sit there and, excuse me, lady that's in here as well. If she gets fussy, no, like, we know how to take care of a child. No need to be like that, you know? She was just letting her know you're not the mom. No matter what you think, you are not the mom of this child. I don't don't blame that. I don't blame that. She doesn't have to be a jerk. I was okay with the whole thing. Uh, see, what you say she's being a jerk, I just look at her getting her little bit of revenge. It's her little bit of revenge. Like she can't she can't go up there and punch Serena. She's got a baby in her hand. She so this is her way of getting just a little bit of digs back at Serena. 
Yeah, because she's not going to be able to go in there and just start, like, fighting her because, yeah, they won't let her do that. But, yeah. So, for me, I was cool with everything. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm fine with her saying, like, you raped me too and things like that. Like, because, again, Serena need to hear it. I just didn't think that the cattiness was necessary. The cattiness was, like I said, I, I feel like it was a reminder that you're not the mom. No matter what you think, you're not the mom. So, word. Maybe I'm just so mature. I don't know. Well, then after this scene, you know, we have Serena and she's got she's got Nicole and she's like, you know, Nicole gets fussy because she doesn't really know Serena. I mean, she hasn't been there for a while. Um, And so she gets fussy and she's trying to calm her down. And she's like, Mama's got you. And the social worker's like, you can't say that because that's confusing. (laughs) I loved that. I loved it. I loved (laughs) even then I was like, oh, I love that. You could even see it in Serena's face. Like, that was just like a gut punch. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, no matter what Serena thinks about Nicole, it's not her kid. Exactly. And so that's what gets me wondering, like, what is she expecting? Like, is she expecting, like, one hour visitation for one week or one day a week? Like, what what is the... I think in her mind, if she does everything they ask, that she she'll get Nicole. to be free in Canada with Nicole. Yep. I think in I her think mind, that's what, that's what it is. Because in her mind, that's her kid. Yep. So I feel I, like I just I honestly just don't know where it's going. Like I, I'm. I hope it doesn't go that route. Oh, I don't. I like Serena's character, but she doesn't I, deserve any happiness. I've said it from the jump that. I don't think Serena's getting the kid at all. Yeah. I, I've said that since a couple episodes now. I'm like, I, I don't think she's getting the kid no matter what. Um, but it's like she's holding out hope for herself. But I don't think it's there. No, I don't think it's well, there. Maybe her and Mark can go and do like IVF or something. Yeah, her and Mark are going to get freaky. That's right, they are. He's got a thing for her, I think. I think well, so. He's so sexy. Either that or he's playing her really well because he knows that she's because she feels like she has this maternal link with Nicole, he knows that he can exploit that as well. And he knows that between her and Fred it's super rocky. Yep. So he can exploit that. Yep. Or he has a thing for her. I can't tell. Or he has a thing for her. I hope could, he has a thing could, for her. Could be either. Let's them let's make them the the couple of the next season. <laughs> Marquina. Which we'll have, we'll have, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that because there is another scene uh, with those two. Yeah. Um. So it does cut back to Commander Lawrence's house, and Commander Lawrence is on the phone just yelling at people, telling them they're stupid. They cannot close the borders. Because uh, they're wanting to close the borders, and that completely ruins their plan of getting out on airplane in you know less than a week at this point. Yeah. Um, so he gets off the phone, he starts talking to, uh, June and Eleanor comes down the stairs with her coat on and starts heading for the front door. Yeah. So June and, and, uh, Commander Lawrence stop her and she's like, oh, I'm going to go tell the neighbors that we can save their kids and I'm going to go get these kids and we're going to save them all. And... June kind of lets her have it. She's, you know, shaking her up against the wall. And she's like, you can't do this. All you, She tried being nice. She tried being nice. But she's like, all you have to worry about is you getting on that plane. We're taking care of everything. And, you know, it looks like she has shaken some sense into her. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, Commander Lawrence comes up and, you know, says some very nice things to her and, she decides to go upstairs to her room. Well, and even then he tries to like tell June, like, enough, like, stop yelling at her. Well, I, to be honest, she needed to be yelled at because she, she wasn't, it wasn't clicking too, with her. She's too fragile. You can't yell at somebody that's that fragile. I understand I, that, but at the same time, she wasn't getting it through her head that what she's doing is very dangerous. Illness. Yeah, like, I understand from a character point where Lawrence is coming from uh, in that moment, like, or as, you know, just a human aspect of it, like, 
she it doesn't matter how forceful you are with her she's not gonna understand it you know like yeah um so yell it's like it's like yelling at a mexican person because they don't understand english <laughs> you know like they well, don't they understand, understand you yeah they don't understand you better because now you're yelling <laughs> <laughs> the, the louder you get the easier it is to understand yeah, exactly. <laughs> i didn't understand it when you were talking softly so but yeah her just her, but at the same time i'm like again i'm just like eleanor you're gonna fuck up this plan you're well, I can I can save the ones down the street. I can get you know I can get these kids. I can get these kids. I'm like I can oh, tell Jesus. their parents. That's the one where I was yeah. like, yeah, you can't do that, Eleanor. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, fuck, like she's gonna fuck up this plan. Yeah. So she heads back upstairs, and the scene cuts away to uh, Mark is in talking to Fred. And Sexy. In case you didn't know who Mark was. And he's trying to get Fred to turn on Gilead to, yeah. you know, try to get a reduced sentence and that type of stuff, you know. Make a deal with us. Give us some information. Let us know what you know. Yeah. You know, we'll work Tell with you. Tell us about Gilead. And he's like, uh. What are the inner workings? Yeah, he basically says, you know, you can't trick me. I'm I'm good. I. <laughs> you can't trick I'm, me. I'm super smart. I'm not turning on Gilead. He's Gilead strong at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, <laughs> so then, uh, so then, Mark lets uh, Commander Waterford know, you know, it's up to him, but he does have a visitor, and it's Luke, Mister Bankhorn, Commander Waterford. I'll leave you both to it. Please. Can I offer you something? Coffee, tea, bourbon? <laughs> They've been very accommodating. Yeah, I can see that. You've been busy. I know what you've done. It's all in here. We grew up the same, you know, good family, first-class education, man of faith. Yet you destroy lives. I've saved lives, Mr. Bengal. What did you do when our values eroded, when the birth rate was plummeting? Hmm? Stood by and let it happen. Maybe. But you're gonna rot in this jail knowing that your wife betrayed you. What about your wife? All those years wasted. Praying she'll come back to you. She'll come back to me. Maybe. But the June Osborne you knew doesn't exist anymore. Gilead's changed her. I've changed her. I love the fact that Luke punched him. <laughs> um, my only question is, why was he in the room? He should have never been. He should have never been allowed to go in that room with Fred. No, because you knew he was going to end up punching him. Exactly. I. I that, that, from well, that's why the security guard was in there. For from but from a story uh, story standpoint, just like a story standpoint, I don't understand the writer's logic in putting him in that room with him. It makes no sense to me. Unless something will come of it later. Yeah, but like it just make like even Mora being in the room with Serena doesn't make sense to me. 
I still like that scene though. I like the scene, <laughs> but from just like from a standpoint of like storytelling, Maybe it I don't been understand. Reversed. Like, because Myra has a history with Waterford, and then he's already taken the baby to see Mrs. Waterford, so maybe they should have yeah. the other way. Yeah, maybe. Like I'm not. History. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't yeah, mind sure. the scene, though. I like the scene. Yeah, I thought the scene but was good. Just from a logic standpoint, I was like, I don't understand the logic of this scene. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> but he... Uh, Nice that's me being though. critical of, nice scrapbook of the sh- yeah that for me that's being critical of the show writing i don't i don't like the show writing in that in that part which why does he have a scrapbook of him like <laughs> well he know well because he knew where june was so he wanted to find out more about him in order to help he, him. he's had five years you know that's true that's true so <laughs> five years to create uh, create a scrapbook <laughs> of Fred's life. <laughs> he holds it up and it's got like, you know, the crazy scissored edges yeah. around pictures of him <laughs> as a child. <laughs> it's got stars. It's got stickers. Posted. Yeah, stickers. Yeah. Vacation. <laughs> I view it more as like a burn book, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just like thinking of it as a very pretty scrapbook. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like, the, uh, while I said I don't like the reasoning that they're in the room, the interaction between them as long, as far as dialogue and everything, I actually do like. I do like the fact that, you know, Luke is like, we both came from good families. We both have, you know, we are both have higher education. We both have, you know, we both have faith. And then how Fred just flips that around and shoves it in his face too, like, yeah. But where were you at when the our society was going to shit? Basically, you know, like not killing people. Yeah, <laughs> not, not killing people. Not raping women just for fun. Yeah, um, it was a powerful scene, even yeah. if it was illogical. Yeah, like even with the line where where Fred's just like. Yeah, you'll get your you you might get your wife back, but she's never gonna be the same. And I Which think is he true. already knows that, you know, after listening to the tape. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think anybody would be the same. You know, even Emily, who we haven't seen in forever, not the same. I you think know. he holds out hope, though. I think you have to hold out hope as the significant other of the person in that situation. You got to hold out hope that they're still that person. Yeah, but I mean, I understand the hope thing. But even yeah. if me and Carla were separated for five years, not even in Gilead, just we were separated for five years, it would be weird when we got back. Like, it wouldn't oh, yeah. be the same. Oh, yeah. So, it's going to be tough. Yeah, um, if they if ever she, get back together. If she ever gets out, which she, she needs to get out. We've talked yeah, about Fr- it before. She'd do it's funny because Fred out. is so fucking smug the whole oh, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's a cocky shit. Until he gets punched in the mouth. Yeah, until he gets... <laughs> everybody's got a plan until you get hit in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that scene ends and it cuts to June bringing Eleanor her, her food. Um, she knocks on the door, walks on in, and Eleanor's laying in the bed. And she's having really a lot of trouble breathing. So June goes over to check on her. And notices a whole bunch, a bottle of pills with a whole bunch missing, sitting next to the bed, and she realizes what just happened. Um, Eleanor has taken a whole bunch of those pills. Um, so June starts reacting the way a normal person would, and she tries to wake her up, and she starts heading for the door to get some help, and then realizes maybe help's not what we need, and she shuts the door, and then just goes and. As a set down next to, next to Eleanor. Um, now and lets her die. Yeah, she didn't die yet, but <laughs> I feel like there's some differing opinions on this this scene. Josh, <laughs> um, oh, he gets to go first. Oh, okay. No, no, you go ahead and go first. I'll I'll be the rebuttal. No, that's horseshit. Like, why would you sit there and let Eleanor die? Eleanor 
has been nothing but kind and gracious. Oh, he keeps those important papers in the basement. Oh, you want to go see your kid at school? Yeah, let's go. Like, she's been nothing but, you know, oh, it's so much better when you're here. Like, June, like, she might be a little cuckoo, but, like, she admires you. Like, you're literally just going to sit here and let her die. All because she almost spoiled your plan. Like, you, in, in June's mind, like, she thinks that with Eleanor being eliminated, like, oh, well, it can't leak. Bullshit, bitch. Everybody fucking knows. You have 52 people that know. Plus, you know, Rita. Oh, well, I heard through the grapevine. I want in, too. It's all spreading like wildfire. Why are you afraid of poor Eleanor that she's going to slip up and say something? I mean, she did. But we recovered. I, I, I don't have to argue anymore. <laughs> you know? You just, you, she did. <laughs> but, like, you, you recovered. Like, you're an a-hole. Because not only that, like, I sit here and I see um, fucking Lawrence. I couldn't think of his name. Like, that was his reasoning for wanting to leave Gilead. That was his reasoning for getting you the the paintings to give to Billy. That was the reason behind everything. So you killed his one reason for helping you. My rebuttal is technically he, she didn't kill her. She let her die. She let her die. Um... They have that was a, a really good rebuttal, buddy. Well, they have a week. <laughs> they have they have a week, and with Eleanor being off her meds, the further time that she's off her meds, the more chances there are for her to spill the beans. Um, Lock she's 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 a she's a uh, liability. I mean, she, yeah, like. She, she's a loose end at this point. It's just she she's going to get them caught. She's already almost got them caught twice, and she's not even that crazy yet. The further she gets away from her meds, the crazier she's going to get. Unacceptable excuse. I think June is, I mean, really, really, Eleanor isn't a character built for this world. She's not built for this world. No, because she's a fucking loose cannon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh like i didn't have a problem with it um i think june made a I, decision she made a decision in that moment i'm not and going it was to not say the right decision I, I feel like it was a perfectly fine decision it was not the right decision she made I, the decision i'm not gonna save her she's a liability um well then what makes june any different from anybody else and i think that's the thing here she's she isn't different than anybody else she's just as ruthless as anybody else she's just as ruthless as emily was when she stabbed aunt Aunt lydia and we all cheered that he's got a point there like lydia's a little bitch so (laughs) see my first thought when when i when i realized what she was doing my first thought was well as soon as eleanor's gone they're going to pull June because Commander Lawrence doesn't need a handmaid anymore. And yeah. Even, even if they don't, he doesn't have a wife to, to watch her or watch, you know, take care of the kid. Cause the man doesn't do that. The only uh, thing I thought about in that situation was that there's going to be a grieving time. So they're not going to, they're not going to move swiftly on anything. But my other thing was the reason Commander Lawrence was leaving Gilead was his wife. Now his wife's gone. Is he going to a, is he going to leave or B, is he going to allow them to leave or is he going to blow their plans up? And that leads more into the end. Or yeah. Or is he going to sit there and of the episode. become the high and mighty King of Gilead? Yeah. Is you he going to, is he going to just, cause he was the part of his moral compass for not liking what he did in Gilead was his wife. So, is he just going to go all in on Gilead now? Like, yeah. I don't. That was my thought when it was, when I first, you know, realized what what uh, June was doing. I will say, I feel like June feels bad about it. Yes. And, you know, you know so she. I don't 
feel that at all. She didn't sleep that night. She didn't sleep, but so she went. She went to her she, room, shut the door, and laid in her bed, and she didn't sleep. Yeah. Like I don't think she was. I don't think she's remorseful, but I think she feels bad about it. If that can make any sense. She's not remorseful for her actions, but she feels bad that it that, had to happen. That it had to happen. Yeah. Because it it goes to the it goes to the old thing of if you can save fifty two people and one person has to die, do the yeah. ends justify the means? And I think it 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 does. If the plan works, then it does. If the plan it's falls not going to work because she fucking killed the the wife of the person that was orchestrating everything for her. All I know is this was two episodes in a row where June either. Uh, killed, killed someone somebody. or let someone die. Yeah, like June, she's becoming pretty ruthless. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Which is another reason she needs to get the fuck out of Gilead. <laughs> yeah, June needs to get the fuck out of there. Uh, I totally understand where you're coming from, Carlo. Uh, I don't Eleanor, understand where you bitches are coming from. Eleanor is a, a character that June's. we sympathize with. <laughs> uh, but like I said. It's a gr- it's a greater good question. It's you know like if the plan works, and right now we don't have any thoughts to why it wouldn't because there's you know obviously we haven't watched next week. Um, then if they save fifty two kids and Eleanor had to die Thursday, for that, so I, or no, I think I'm off Wednesday. I'm off Wednesday. So guess who's staying up till midnight to watch it? <laughs> but yeah. And, so, and and the question is this: Does so your your automatic thought is what what makes what makes Lawrence want to try to get these kids out now? My counter argument to be would be, um, he can do it to honor his wife. That that's the counter argument that that he goes through with the plan, knowing that she died, wanting to get these kids out, and that's that's his, his way yeah, of honoring his wife. I don't see that. <laughs> I mean, he loves his wife more than anything. He did, but I definitely see him going dark and not in a happy place. Yeah. So we can all agree it was sad. (laughs) Yeah, it was sad. And uh, we'll move on to the next scene. Um, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So so, uh, it cuts to Serena sitting in her you know really nice jail cell and uh not in an orange jumpsuit not in an orange jumpsuit it <laughs> kind of has a close-up of her hand and you see the ring and you know her missing pinky um which i thought was kind of cool just the two of those together because it you know came from the same person yeah um and <laughs> what came from the same person <laughs> uh so then mark enters the room and brings her some pizza and he also brings nice some guy. newspapers from around the world. I thought it was donuts. It was pizza. Nope, it was pizza. Toronto has great pizza. That's what he says. Yep. Oh, it totally looked like a donut box to me. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was deep dish. I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just, I I feel like it was, he's giving Serena little bits of regular life. Life that literally... They just showed her missing finger and she got that for reading and he brings her a stack of newspapers to read. Yeah. Like, you know, just days before she couldn't do that. Yeah. Without fear of losing another finger. So I think he's giving her little bits and pieces of normalcy to make sure that she never wants to go back to Gilead. I thought it was a nice gesture. Again, I'm in that boat of I don't know if Mark likes her, likes her, or if he's manipulate ma- manipulating her. I feel like in that oh. scene it was more of a manipulation. Yeah, but I do think he, he. I feel like he likes her. I don't know. I can't tell. He's either being super nice and trying to use her, or not. I don't know. We don't yeah, know. Uh, for all we know, this guy's got a wife and family, and we we don't know. That he loves ex- very much. Yeah, and he just doesn't wear a ring. I love Mark. <laughs> Carla would leave me for Mark. I would totally leave you for Mark. <laughs> would you not leave me for Mark? 
I'd probably leave you from work. See? So then, <laughs> uh, from there it cuts to uh, June and the Martha's getting a dinner ready. And Commander Lawrence enters the kitchen with some wine. And he asks the Martha's to go get the rest of the wine out of the cellar. And he basically, he starts kind of blaming himself for, you know, uh, Eleanor's death saying that you know she was fragile at the time I shouldn't I should have checked on her and June goes uh, you know she goes I sh- I could have checked on her too and as soon as she said that Commander Lawrence just kind of gave her this look like you know you're lying to me right now because he has proved himself over the se- this season that he's kind of a human lie detector you know he he knows when people aren't telling the truth to him. And that was just, uh, that was just weird. That whole scene was. Yeah. This is when I felt like June was, I mean, she seemed remorseful, including after Lawrence leaves the room. Cause it's all about like, I mean, anybody that's had anybody pass away that, you know, you look back at it and you go, Oh, I could have done this, or I should have done this. And June's just like, no, don't, don't, don't beat yourself up over this. You know, like I could have also checked on him or checked on her. Uh, but like you said, with with uh, Lawrence, he's he's very he he can really read people's like body language and yeah, because like, I mean tones. that that line very easily could have just been something she said, but because she did check on her. And knew that she was dying. And yeah. Didn't do anything about it. You know, I feel like he could feel that. Yeah. So it was, I don't know, it's kind of weird how it all worked out. So then it cuts to Eleanor's funeral. And I don't know if you noticed this. I noticed it on the second second watching of it. But they had, you know, the the where the the burial site, and then it was Commander Lawrence and Mister uh, or Commander Putnam who was given the service, and then it was. Lines of men, then lines of women, then the handmaids and Martha's in the back. Like, oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, so it was even like the commanders and their wives didn't stand together and mourn. It still is separated men and women. Hmm. Because we're lower class citizens. Basically. So I thought that was weird. Like even in a funeral sitting, even something that serious, something like that, like they still just are that hardcore of men are better than women. Yeah. And then Handmaids and Martha's are in the back. Yeah. Get in the back of the bus. Yeah. Where you belong. We were uh-huh. been the first to die on Titanic. Yes. <laughs> if the Titanic was part of Gilead. <laughs> Men first. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean women? No. No. <laughs> this is Gilead. <laughs> Save the men <laughs> and the handmaids. <laughs> they gotta fuck something. Yeah, honestly, I feel like the handmaids would be saved before the wives if something really had to. Well, they're the ones that can get pregnant. They're the ones that can get pregnant. They become the wives. Well, I was kind of wondering that. It all comes first, full like, circle. Well, yeah. If something happens to them. I mean, they need a new wife. Well, you can't be fucking for fun in Gilead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's only at Jezebel's. Unless you're going to stand over Serena's bed and kiss her on the weirdly on the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Gilead foreplay. Yep. <laughs> so then it cut, or then uh, everybody starts dispersing, and June goes up and stands next to Commander Lawrence, and they don't say anything to each other, but Commander Lawrence is just giving her the stink eye. Like, yeah, yeah, because he knows. He yeah, he doesn't know exactly what it is, but he knows that she had she something, something to do with it. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts to a close up of June eyes, which has become kind of the go to ending for this season. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> it symbolizes something. I just don't know what yet. Yeah, and and like I told. Like I told Carla, this whole this whole series is from June's point of view too. It's yeah. from her perspective because the book was from her perspective. You know, it was yeah. you know 
audio tapes of her. So it's her perspective. So, um, so yeah, that episode ended. Like we said, it was it was a crazy episode. A lot happened in it. So the next episode's the finale, correct? Yes. Yep. So, what do we think is going to happen? Because we still we haven't seen um, Blaine. What's his name? Nick Blaine. We haven't seen him since he left for Chicago. We haven't seen Emily. We, I think. Uh, Lawrence is going to go psycho, become a workplace shooter or something. <laughs> Damn. Damn. What, what, Dark. What, 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 I'm telling you, he's going to go mad. His wife, whose reason for leave, living is gone. Like, yeah, I don't think we'll see Nick again this, this season. You don't think so? No. There's we not might a... see Nick like a, like a final thing in the episode, but I don't think it's going to be anything... Yeah, it's not gonna. It's not gonna have anything to yeah. do with the episode. I, uh, I Emily, know. I don't see. I don't. I mean, yeah, really, I don't see the need to see Emily again this season. If they want to pick it up next season with her, still deal, still dealing with the, you know, separation is or you know the re you know reconnection between her and her family. I mean, I don't know if there's anywhere else to explore in the next episode of that for for that. I feel like next episode is going to focus on Gilead in this mission to get these kids out. I think that's yeah. going to be the big focus, and you'll get you'll get some Fred, in Serena Canada shit. with Fred and Serena, um, yeah. and Mark. Yeah. Um, but I don't feel like they're going to stray too far from those two subjects. Yeah. Um, those two storylines right now are the ones that need to be wrapped up in this season. So uh, and they got one or, episode or, to wrap them up. Yeah, so I think that's where we're we're going to spend most of our time. Um, I feel the same way that you do about uh, Lawrence. Even though I said, you know, he might go through with it just be to honor his wife. I also, at the end of the episode, felt like he's on to June and he might not be all the way on board still. So um, I really don't know what's going to happen. And that's the best part. I really don't know what's going to happen next week. And I'm looking so forward to seeing what they give us. Hopefully, it's not a Debbie Downer like season one and season two. Oh, it totally is going to be. Oh, yeah. um, we're going to be bad. But that's why I love this show. It's because be I have no it. idea where this show's going. Yeah, we've proved it time and time again. This, this, the in doing this podcast, we have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, if you'd have told me last week that Eleanor was going to die this week, I wouldn't have believed you. I would have been even more livid if I knew that it was coming. <laughs> She didn't have to die. You know, if, hell, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that Fred and Serena were going to be in jail in yeah. Canada, I would have been like, no, you're dumb. Exactly. That's not happening. So, if you would have told me that Detective Stabler was going to die, I would have been like, what? If you would have told me he was going to be in it. <laughs> I didn't even know he was going to be in it. So, I didn't know. Uh, so uh, real quick, any final thoughts, Josh? Uh no, just uh like I said at the beginning, um I did enjoy this episode. It wasn't as good as the episode last week, but it's really hard to live up to episode last week cuz it was it it had done so much with so many storylines that we had wanted to see for a while. Um but I did enjoy this episode a, a whole bunch. Uh and I know Carla didn't like aspects of it, but I liked it. No, I didn't it, like it at all. You didn't like the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, Carla. Never mind. I hated it. it Pisses me off. The whole, you're just mad at the episode. I, I'm mad about it. I'm livid. <laughs> and Austin, I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was I, a really, really good episode. Somebody's sleeping on the couch tonight. That's fine. <laughs> That's, we got a comfortable couch. <laughs> uh, I story-wise, I understand the reason behind. Eleanor dying. I'm just pissed that it happened. I wish, yeah. I f- I feel like they could have done something else besides, or June could have done something else besides just you know. I mean, they could have imprisoned her for a week down in the basement over over letting her die. Her you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I feel like it's gonna come back and bite her in the ass. That's what. Oh I feel yeah, like. yeah. Um, I I totally feel so, that too. But this show wouldn't be what it is if if stuff didn't come back to bite June in the ass. Oh my god! If 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 
you know, this wouldn't have happened with Eleanor and everything went off without a hitch next episode. It wouldn't have been a The Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale episode. <laughs> so, something's going to have to get fucked up. Um, I don't know what. Something's, something's not working right next week and I'm going to be pissed at it. Well, I'm, I'm going to come back next week and go, I'm so fucking mad with how this ended. <laughs> but that being said, next week is the season finale of of the handmaid's tale and i'm so happy like not not happy that it's coming to an end i'm happy to know that there's a season four coming oh i'm very excited i'm I'm glad they announced it uh bef- during the season so we don't even have to wait until worry after the season <laughs> to worry about if it's coming back <laughs> the only thing we have to worry is if we get to keep june into the next season and if they don't do that how do they transition i mean they could always just follow rita i'm fine with that <laughs> Rita's really pretty. Now that I know her name. Well, yep. All right, guys. Uh, make sure you check us out on the Facebook and on the Instagram and Twitter. on the Twitter. Uh, it's uh, Revenge of the Recap on all of those. Do you uh, get Twitter yet? Send us an email at Revenge of the Recap no. at gmail.com or hit us up on the Anchor app. They have a voice message feature. Um, and I believe if you click on our link in on instagram or any of those and you don't even have to sign up for like anchor you don't have to download the app you can still do the a voice message to us just through the internet so just letting you know if you don't want to download an app for it nobody's ever messaged us no but you could be the first one (laughs) listener (laughs) (laughs) um So, with that, I'm Austin. I'm Carla. And I'm Josh. I ain't got nothing. Eleanor's dead. Bye. (laughs) What a dick.